wasn't able to pleasure me the way that I wanted to be. Welcome back. This is Blind I Do's, the Netflix original Love is Blind recap show with Nate Wood and Candace Helm. We have missed you guys. It's been a few days. Oh, it's been way too long. Way too long. What's uh, up, guys? What we've been doing the past three days is just rallying the troops around this show. Um, probably just like you, you've been telling everybody you know how good uh, and compelling the show is and trying to get them to watch it. That's what we've been doing. Linda, Julie, thank you for finally tuning in. Bill, I see you. I appreciate you finally listening to us and watching the show. You're welcome. Yeah, and it right? seems like it seems like the rest of the country and the world, like we're seeing listeners from all over the world are catching up here, um, which is really fun. It's a really funny time way to time a dating show because normally it's a week-to-week reveal. Yeah. And for a binging show and dating show, it's been, it'll, I think we'll just see momentum pick up from here. Yeah, it's been kind of cool. The three-week thing has been like really unique and fun to see, but it's, yo, we should just say thank you. If you're listening to the podcast, thank you. <laughs> Our minds are blown. Like a few days ago, we said, oh my God, we're past 100 listeners. We're past 1,500 listeners. We cannot believe, we're watching these numbers grow. We cannot believe it. So thank you so much if you're listening. If you're just tuning in for the first time, we really appreciate you. Hey, if you could just do us a favor, rate us. Yeah? Yes, please. Rate us, write us a review. We want to hear from you. Yeah, and tweet us. Like, we love this. We're, like, so engaged. We appreciate you guys so much. So thank you so much for and listening. we're very aware that there's no other recap shows out there. Yeah, so you're stuck with us, and we're, yeah, we know but that. But we're, <laughs> we're glad to have you. So let's dive into episode eight. There's a lot to cover here. Oh, it's a good one. It really is. Um, episode seven ended with Cameron and Lauren meeting with her dad, Papa Speed, at his DJ studio. Radio yeah. production studio. He's Yeah, he looks like a producer probably, yeah. Yeah. Probably the greatest producer in the Atlanta metro area. I'm just guessing. <laughs> yeah, KJQ, yeah. 97.1, <laughs> Papa Speed. WRQ, nothing but the hits. <laughs> nothing but the hits. Um, Lauren then <laughs> leaves Cameron alone with her father. Yo, she said... Let me just leave you two together. And Cameron said, uh, are uh, you, no. uh, are you sure? <laughs> are you, okay. It turned out better than oh, we thought. Oh, it was fine. It was. All it came down to was Papa Speed said, I won't judge you by anything other than how you treat my daughter, which Cameron, this is like his expertise. He loves Lauren like... I've never seen anything love anyone in my life. <laughs> I take personal offense to that, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, he, seriously, it was seven episodes of, oh, my dad's going to be so anxious about me dating a white guy, and it turned into, no, he just has a little anxiety about you getting engaged to a stranger and being married in, like, ten days or whatever it is, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, exactly, which is very realistic. Of course, and, like, totally expected, and every family is going through this. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of, yeah, yeah. It was really tender. He softened. Cameron was just cool and oh, confident. And, all the right things. Yeah. He did. I did love that the dad called out that Cameron may be a little too mellow for him. Which is absolutely the truth. I know you love Cameron with your whole heart, but he's too yeah, mellow. I get it. He, he, needs a, he needs a little oomph. Swag, personality, something. <laughs> just could you, like, come alive? Hey, hey, okay. Um, next scene, they're doing dress and tux fittings. 
And guess who introduces us here? Uh, Nick and Vanessa, our hosts. I feel bad because I'm biased that I think they're the worst ever, but they are the worst ever. They really are. And that seems to be the consensus online. Um, that seems to be the conversation happening. And we were trying to figure out what is it? What's Because they're fine people. It feels like a oh, match. Yeah. They're great. And they're charismatic and they're like dynamic on screen. And they're, and, yeah, they're gorgeous. They're a solid couple, right? Yep. They represent love and marriage and everything the show does. But what we think is the disconnect is they just come across really scripted and distant. Yeah, it, that's exactly right. I think they just seem really buttoned up and everyone else on the show seems really relatable. That's exactly right. And so it's just hard to connect those dots. I could just picture Nick and Vanessa just sitting in this room being, how does it feel marrying somebody that you didn't know 10 days ago? And then we talk to these people and it's like, these are real people in real relationships and it just yeah. feels like completely separate from what they're doing. It is, and you know what? I think it has a lot to do with maybe the time they spend with the contestants. Which is so, none. Which is none. none you can time. tell. So the difference, we were contrasting it with Bachelor or Married at First Sight. Chris Harrison, he is like so intertwined with the Bachelor contestants and people. He's talking with them. And you can tell that he's connected with the process and bought into the process. Oh, he buys in 100%. His, yeah. I mean, he's a producer. He's like dates all the girls, he, <laughs> the past contestants. That's exactly right. He's, he's buttoned up and he's like really curated. But the show is, right? He, like, fits what's going on there. But he believes in the process, and the contestants buy in, and they trust him. Same with Married at First Sight, where oh. Pastor experts, Cal. Pastor Cal, Dr. Pepper, they just, they believe in what's going on, and it's like... And they know the contestants. They spend time there. with them. They're, they're there. invested. Nick and Vanessa are like, Phew. they just show up. Yeah, I'm going to take his job, and so I feel a little guilt around that. But, like, yo, let me take his job. I relate to these people. Well, and it'd be fun to hang out with them. Yeah, and be exactly. Like rooting and just for be him. In it. So when you show up at a dress fitting, you don't look like a robot. You're a part of the dress fitting. I want to be a part of this dress fitting, you guys. Kate, like just throwing this out there, can we, a bunch of girlfriends, can we go do this as an activity? <laughs> just try on wedding dresses and and vote for the best one and just I just thought it was so much fun. Oh, it looked like a lot of fun, yeah. Yeah, if I was Vanessa, I would have been right there in with them. Oh, she wasn't though. She wasn't at she all. She introduced it and did, she pieced out. Yep. So this, I thought this was a great, a, a great segment. They each got to bring somebody for moral support. We have Pam. Oh, everyone's uh, favorite. Lauren's mom. She is everyone's favorite she, reality TV mom. Oh, we love Pam. Mm -hmm. I love Pam. Do you love Pam? Oh, love Pam. Yeah. That's Lauren in 30 years. 30? Well, I don't know what the breakdown would be there. I don't either, but I agree. They're like the same person. They're just fun uh, and relatable and genuine. It's yeah, fun. I love she them. She just seems really happy. Um, oh, and how fun is she just like pulling her dress out and being like, I've been waiting for this moment my whole life. It's just, there's a lot of support around this. And we don't usually see that on reality TV, especially Bachelor Mary First Sight. We see a lot of this, oh, I don't know if this is the right way to meet somebody. And I feel like mm -hmm. parents especially feel like they have to disconnect themselves a little bit. And we're not seeing that on this show. People are embracing the process and supporting their children. And it's so much fun to see. It is. It's really fun. Uh, so we start to see some of the dresses, the dress reveals, and mm. how they fill in the dresses. And um, what Gigi comes out in a gorgeous dress. I mean, she looks stunning. I mean, I don't want to overstep here, but I am like, I'm falling for Gigi a little bit. <laughs> Good. Like, I was ice cold on her Good, initially. I'm so happy to hear that. And as the season has gone on, I've like warmed up to her a little bit. And then when she came out in a wedding dress, I was like, okay, I see you, Gigi. What's up? That's right. Yeah, she's fabulous. And it's crazy. We've talked about this before. We're like, most girls on their wedding day are like overdone. Too much makeup and hair and dress and it's just like not them, you know? 
but it fits her. It doesn't seem to fit her. It fit her. Yeah, it was like she was meant to. I said she should be like a wedding dress model. <laughs> she should. Because it just, yeah, it just fit her. She looked like a bride. It does, yeah. Um, And we see, okay, so Amber comes out in her first dress and just looks like smoking hot. A smoking hot. Agree. And then, of course, <laughs> the producers follow it with Jessica in a frumpy bad dress. They this isn't Jessica's this. fault, but they love to put that side by side. This. And Jessica's just not happy in the dress. And so it's just like, they just love to do that. Um, I, oh, another cool thing that happens is Kelly's sister. So oh, Kelly yeah. comes out in her dress, and which I kind of forgot about Kelly a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they've been kind of boring, which is like a good thing on the show, right? Because the whole thing is just no drama, fall in love, have a successful relationship. And they're kind of like disappearing into that. Mm -hmm. And so we did. We forgot about them a little we bit. We forgot about them. But it's fun to see them show up here. Yeah. And Kelly's sister stands up and shares how this was feeling for her, this whole process, and seeing her sister in a dress and her being married off. And it was really tender. And the group came in and just supported and shared that moment with them. Yeah, I agree. It felt really genuine. And she just kind of opened up in front of the camera and us and everyone. And it felt, yeah, it was really cool. It was cool. And I think that laid... Uh, set a safe environment for Amber to do the same thing. Mm, you're right, because she comes in right after that. Oh, I love this. And she shares something. Oh, We're going to play, play that clip. Should we? Yeah? Okay. The older I got, I realized I didn't want somebody to save me. I wanted somebody that, you know, sometimes would need me to save them. Oh, that's fun to see because he keeps talking about over and over again how he feels like he's disappointing his family. And so what, like, a unique thing for her to be able to support him and be like loving him unconditionally unconditionally right and i think i think she's probably a lot i i mean i even used the words in past episodes that she's a hot mess <laughs> she feels like a lot to take on so she probably feels like a project like somebody has to take on and support her and in this she's finding so much value in like coming in and being able to sort support barnett doing that for him that's absolutely yeah, right i it's, love that she recognized that and oh it felt really cool yeah i agree 100 percent. and amber like Amber and Burnett have just grown on me week after week. I say week after week, episode after episode, they grow on me. They just seem like they're gradually falling into the process, which seems like setting them up for success. It's right. And it's, think about this scene and what you just heard her say versus some of the first scenes we saw with her where it was all about combat and driving a tank and like just kind of being a rough, a little like rough around the edges. This is just like softened her and Barnett. The same thing. I think they both are. I just think they're really good for each other. It's been so genuine the whole time. And it's really cool to see that look like this right here in this point. It's mm -hmm. yeah, I agree hundred percent. And I, yo, she looked really good in her dress. She looked really oh, good. Yeah. She tried on two. She ended up with the second dress. Personally, I like the first dress better. Oh, showed, how do you pick? There showed a lot of boobs. So maybe that <laughs> deterred her. I don't think it should have, but the second dress was stunning too. Oh, she looked incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then the men. This isn't as fun. They actually didn't show one person in a tux. <laughs> no, you're right. They showed Barnett in like slacks and his like no one person dotted t-shirt. Um, we did see Mark's friend with the Oakley Sunnies who looks like he's 20 and kept saying Mark's too young for this. Oh yeah, my guy. Uh, what's his name? Bardia. Bardia. I say my guy too much. I'm trying to say it less this episode. Bardia. That's a unique name, yeah? Yeah. He, he, okay, so he... He has a great quote, though. That's why I kind of seem kind of scrambled, because I'm like, I've never really put much thought into that. I don't think you've put much thought into any of yeah. it. Which is, like, really good, because Mark's young, and, it, you know, it's his homie, and he's, like, calling him out a little bit, but 
I think Mark is like mature for his age and he has thought through a lot of this, right? He seems like really engaged in the process. Yeah, I, I'm always caught off guard when I think of him as 24. It's true, he doesn't seem that young. You're he absolutely doesn't. right, you're absolutely right. Um, but it, he posed this question, oh, I think Bardia posed this question of like the gravity of the situation. I don't think Mark understands the gravity of the situation. And I, we think about this a lot when we watch Married at First Sight, like they're always building up the risk, these couples taking this big risk. What is the risk? What is the risk? You tell me, I'm asking you, tell me. I, to be honest, I don't, I don't see the risk. Like, what, what goes wrong here? Worst case scenario, what happens? Okay, actually, worst case scenario is your Mark, Mark. and <laughs> Jessica marries you. <laughs> That's the risk. That's the risk. And that is a risk. You're all in, you're bought all in, and your, your partner's just like not as into it as you are. That's the big risk. Right. But if he's unaware of that and he's happy in it, then what does it matter? Yeah, no, I agree. I often, when this comes up, especially on Married First Sight, I think, this is silly. There's not really a lot of risk there. Yeah, you're putting yourself out there just like you would in any relationship. Any relationship. You do have the marriage piece, but it's, you can get a divorce. You get divorced. Everyone gets divorced. Yeah, believe me, I just I just went through it. It's, it's pretty easy. I'm getting divorced right now. <laughs> <laughs> so no, we, I do feel like, hey, there's a, just a lot of risk in dating in general, and this feels less risky than putting yourself out there over and over and over again. There is like this, if things don't work out or if you're like bad in the relationship, a lot of people are gonna see it. So there's some like, some risk there, right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, the exposure, the public exposure, which, oh my gosh, these poor people. Yeah, Especially Jessica. the way it's hit so hard, like so quickly. There's no buildup, it's not like with Bachelor where they're promoting this Bachelorette for months and months, it's just like, Boom, and then there are these public figures. Yeah, poor Jessica. There's risk there, right? Yeah. That yeah. feels fair. Yeah, and she's been fighting back. Good Has for her. She? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, there's a lot, like, there's a lot oh, you're of. You're so dialed into the social media. A lot of negative it. discourse on Jessica, which I do feel bad. I think, I think it, this does tend to objectify these characters, and mm. I, I want to make sure, like, we don't do that. And I think we've spoken to that. Like, Jessica just isn't a match for Mark. Like, she's, she doesn't like him as much as he likes her, is all. That's fair. Yeah. I, we probably, I've probably crossed the line a couple times well, when it yes, comes to Jessica. I think about it a lot. So I apologize there. <laughs> we'll try and keep, we'll try and correct ourselves. We won't because this episode I have like <laughs> things I want to say. So, <laughs> but it's not our fault. We're just like, you know, human beings and they edit it that way. And you know, what are we supposed to do? So anyway, the tux thing is like boring. It's boring a little bit. Yeah, it's super boring. Um, <laughs> Barnett has, oh, this was another funny part of the scene. Barnett has to listen to Mark just like oh, he's talk just about. there. Jessica, on and on and on. Yeah. And meanwhile, Barnett's thinking about the night of his birthday when she like, like yo, she's drunk into me. texts him in person. Oh my God, he do <laughs> she does that to him. And like, just like reveals how much she loves him and wants him back. And She drunk texts him in person. She's like all leaned in and like, oh my God, we have such a connection. I've sent these texts before. Yeah. This yeah. is triggering. It was, it was mortifying. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to visit that later in this episode. Um... Okay, great. So actually, we're going to revisit that right now. Move into it? Yeah. yeah, because the next scene is when Jessica and Barnett uh, run into each other out poolside. I think it's like stage, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be. Jessica does this thing that we're all, I'm doing right now. I think we're all doing right now where she's like, I'm surprised how into Amber you are or how well matched you guys are, right? Is yes. this what's coming up for you here? Yes. Yeah? It's yeah. like the first time Jessica's actually making sense to me because she recognizes um how 
much Matt Barnett has fallen for Amber. Oh, I forgot I'm supposed to call him Matt. <laughs> we'll call him Matt now. Yeah, Maddie. <laughs> uh, I mean, she's not doing it the same way we are. She's doing this kind of like a passive-aggressive knock on Amber, I think. She does all the time. I'm so surprised that you're into this type of girl, like really passive-aggressive mm-hmm. attacking her. And I know we just talked about how I'm not going to lean into Jessica, but I'm leaning in right now. She's always doing this thing where like, I'm really surprised you'd be into that type of girl because you could have me, right? Yeah, yeah, that's really what she means. But she's saying like, oh, I'm so happy for you. And then he calls her out. He says, you're a good faker. Yeah, you're a great faker. He says it. He says that. And then she goes on to, I think, give her greatest performance of all time where she acts like she has has no recollection of her drunk texting in person. In her defense, she was as drunk as I am right now. She's blacked out drunk. She doesn't even remember having that conversation. Yeah, I don't buy it. You I don't? don't buy it. Even just... As she's telling the story, it felt like she was just lying. It didn't feel like she mm. was trying to cover herself. Okay. It was like overcompensating. Even in like the... It did seem like that. The producer interview, she's like leans back and is like, I can't believe I would have done that. I wish you guys could see Candace right now. This is a great <laughs> reenactment. The people deserve this. Oh, please no. <laughs> uh, I Yo, so let me just say here, I've been blown away by our boy Maddie. I... <laughs> was not expecting this. I thought, especially, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, a couple episodes ago, we were like... He just wants people to like him. Oh, he's going to hook up with her. Mm, like, they're yes. in the same apartment complex, whatever. Yeah. He's not at all. He's, like, bought no. into the system. He's so bought into Amber. He shut her down. They're such a great match. I'm, like, blown away. I'm moving Matt and Amber up my rankings. I am. Because yep. I, I love how he handled this situation. Yep. Are we Me all on, page, on the same page here? Yo, tweet us. At Blind I Do's. I would love to hear, because I'm, like, I seriously was so ice cold on Matt in episodes one and two. And now every episode since I've like warmed up and now I'm like rooting for this dude to like fall in love with this girl and get married and be like in a happy relationship. Yeah. Either they, either they edit it. So we thought they were not that great or mm. dynamic of people. And then they, I fell for it. Yeah. Or they literally, they're that good for each other that they've softened each other and like show this really tender side of them. It's crazy. Cause these people meet in this scenario where they're like, Falling in love with each other before they see each other. So you kind of expect that to start like lava hot and then kind of cool off as it goes. And they've kind of been a little bit, it seems like the opposite, where they've started kind of like medium hot and like heated up as they've hung out and met each other and met each other's families. And then in this scenario, he's like, yo, Jessica's like a cute girl. And she's like opening herself up to him. And he's like, no, thank you. I'm really into my girl. Yeah. To be honest, they, to me, they started off one dimensional, which was like a lot of just sexual energy and fun. When they met? Yes. Okay. When they met, which w- it felt like hot and heavy, just in a one dimensional way. And then I feel like the relationship has developed and grown and just gotten so much deeper. Yeah, no, I would agree. It's been incredible to watch. And yo, we're cheering for you guys. And come on the show. We'd love to have you. We sure would. <laughs> okay. Then we see like a brief scene of Gigi and Damien at the gym. Oh, yeah. My only one. takeaway from the scene is she wants his attention. She deserves his attention. And he is not giving it to her. It feels like that's why the pot gets stirred. Is because she's yes. just like, Him Yo. on his phone. She's like, hey, pay attention to me. Love me. Desire me. Like, show Look up here. Look at me. Yeah. I Look agree. at her. It feels like that. Yeah. Yeah. And she's not. She Yeah, she's just... That keeps, it's stirring up a fight, but that's really the intention there. And it feels so obvious to watch it from the outside. Well, what's crazy is once they open up to each other, are we going to get to this in a minute? Should I save this for later? Yeah, let's save it. Okay, I'm saving it. When they're dinner scene. Yep, okay. Um, so that's just the one takeaway from the gym. Then Amber and Barnett. Um, they are 
eating outside at a oh, restaurant. Yeah, yeah. They're in like a little pub. Just confident and natural together. She's stressed. She mentions $850 to get her dress altered and like how that's a lot of money, right? Reed Hastings spends 850 bucks on a bad lunch. Like Netflix, let's pick up the tab here on rings, dresses, wedding, reception, all of it. Yeah, not only the finance, the finances of it, but the stress of planning it. Like this just feels like, think of planning a wedding in two weeks. So Amber mentions that the very next scene, Lauren is mentioning it. How stressful it is. Yes. So, okay, Ima- okay, remove the cameras, remove the fact that you're engaged to a stranger, like you met and you're gonna marry your soulmate. You have three weeks to get re- to plan the whole wedding, everything. And you gotta pay for it all yourself. It's absurd. It it's is absurd. Ab- I can't believe they're adding that level of stress to a show. What Married at First Sight, we've talked about this a lot. Married at First Sight is a show that is produced by the same company that does this show. A lot of overlap, a lot of overlap there. What they do really well is they set the contestants up for success. So they did that over time. So as the seasons progressed, they started to recognize like initially they would make them pay for an apartment. And mm. then they started to say, okay, no, during this eight week period, we'll pay for the apartment. So they started to take away some of this added stress to see a better success rate for these couples. And to me, that feels like a no brainer. Well, this plan, type of show. Plan and pay for the wedding. They should just set, the, they should have the whole wedding plan for them. So all they have to do is show up. They can take the next three weeks to focus on the relationship. They'll get, yo, they'll get there. We'll be, like, next season we'll be hosting and a few seasons we'll be produce like, you know, assistant producing and we'll be making the recommendations for them. You will see that happen, that change happen. But this is the type of show that the bigger thing here is we want to see success. We want to see the experiment and then happy married couples, right? Mm-hmm. And so they will start to take, hopefully, some of the burden off the couples onto Reed's gigantic-ass wallet. Which makes me question who who paid for the rings. They seem to all have oh, good really good-sized, expensive rings, um, if you guys haven't noticed. I initially thought they were all the same, um, but it looks like there's a few variations. And that was the whole budget. Yeah, so... I don't know. They blew the whole budget on buying a resort in Mexico. We misallocated funds. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it's exactly you right. You should have called us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. Okay. Um, so next scene Lauren is... Lauren and Cam. Are we there? Where yes, are we we're at Lauren and Cam. So this one's, it's brief. Can't, uh, Lauren does talk about the stress of planning a wedding and getting getting her invite list together and telling some people that she's even getting married <laughs> um not only should just send an invite but she just have like these sit down lunches to you know reveal to her friends hey i met someone i'm getting married that's coming that's coming we'll, a we'll later. discuss that you're yeah, right i love atlanta we've been getting like these overlay shots of like buckhead and midtown and it's just like i love this city it's a lot of fun there's like great restaurants good dining Good bars, great night scene, tons of entertainment. There's like always a lot going on, festivals and food and like just like it's a great place to be. It feels a lot like L.A. but like without the gigantic price tag of L.A. And so I miss it. I you know I used to go to Atlanta a lot for my work and I miss it. And we should you want to go there? Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Okay, you're doing really well Am at I? promoting it. Yeah. yeah, and it seems like they're showcasing it well, and it seems like a lot of really good people there. Yeah, yeah, these people are all from Atlanta, and they're, like, great people, yeah. Yeah, I like it. Good, I'm glad to talk to you into that right I now. I like it. On there. Good Anyone wants to come Atlanta. to Atlanta with us, we're going to do, like, a, what are we? Blind uh, I Do's? Blind I Do's tour. <laughs> Blind I Do's meetup <laughs> at Holman and Finch in Atlanta. We're going to all get cheeseburgers. 
Oh, there we go. Yo, what's Very up, exciting. my Atlanta people? You know that reference right there? Is that too old? It's been a long time since I've been there. <laughs> uh, okay, so our favorite couple, Jessica and Mark. Oh, our favorite, yeah. They're definitely, you know, they're, they've been consistent at the bottom of the power rankings. Um, so let's see what happens here. It looks like oh, Mark, Mark has set up. He is, Nate, you said it, he's young and trying. He, he's yo, trying when I was so 24, hard. I did all this shit. Yeah, rose petals. Exactly. Rose petals and cheap wine and like anything you can to just be like, hey, I'm like into you. And he's like trying so hard. Yeah. Um, this is our second couple we've seen do the pod thing. Yeah, so he sets up the pod scenario. Like, hey, let's just like sit apart from each other and, and just she's, reconnect. She's so happy when she doesn't have to see him. <laughs> well, you say that, but I think it's just she's so happy when yeah. our boy Maddie rejects her and oh, she that, leans back into no, the relationship a really with good Mark. Point. So you think that conversation with Barnett changed things for her? Oh, you think? So the final rejection. She just feels like, okay, I close that door and not gonna lean back into Mark. It's the second time she's done this. That's true. That's true. He's just like an option. It Which is what like he it. said, like he didn't want to be, right? It feels like mm. it. Interesting. So they set up this little pseudopod scenario, and it really is magic. It's magic. She changes, her whole demeanor changes. She's into it. She, she opens like, up, she shares vulnerable. a story about her oh family, gosh. and yeah. Yeah, she talks about her parents and some rejection that she still may carry from her birth father. And it just made me think wait, when can we meet her parents? I know that we talked about this. A lot of how we feel about the contestants, especially for me, opening up to Amber and Gigi was like meeting their families and learning about like the dynamic they you came from. feel more connected to them. Exactly. So I need that for Jessica. The Give producers, like you're not doing Jessica any favors here. Yeah, her I know she's there. not, they're not into it, obviously, but we yeah. are. Yeah, Make we are. them. We are. We want to give her a chance. We do. Um, so it's really interesting that they only feel comfortable like this. Um, they do end up kissing. First kiss ever, I think. <laughs> Is a, it? I swear it's the first time I've seen them kiss. <laughs> the dogs seem there was as no intimate with them as they are together. Yeah, yeah. No? Uh, maybe. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Gigi and Damien. They are, this episode showcases Atlanta a lot. Number of different restaurants yeah. and out on the town. And That's why I'm telling you. I was like cool. feeling reconnected. I miss you, Atlanta. I miss you. Yeah, so Gigi and Damien are out in a nice restaurant for dinner. Um, and... I don't even know where to start with these two because there is like a serious like disconnect and then they come back and I just feel like I'm on this emotional roller coaster with them. They are on a roller coaster and we are along for the ride. She reaches for the phone. She decides not to and then she can't help herself. She goes for it again and then the fight breaks out. But it's not a real fight because all they're trying to do is just get past these huge walls they built up. And when they do and they open up to each other, it's like... Oh, okay. Yes, yes. And I just, I think, I mean, this is my take, is she has been open, and after they left the pods, he has been very disconnected. I feel disconnected from him. He doesn't share a lot. He's hard he's to read. He's withholding. He's hard to read. And she has said that. And so then I think that reaction from him, she started to close off a little bit. Um and so they have to like break through this each time. It seems like every interaction. And maybe we're just seeing that a lot. But when they open up to each other, it's like it's beautiful. Really it's is. gorgeous, right? It really is. So I don't know. I'm just so up and down with yeah, them. Yeah, with our power rankings, I have no way, I have no idea where to put them right now. Yeah, they keep drawing us in. Oh, okay, so K and K. Our number one <laughs> rankings until this bombshell they drop on me tonight. Okay, first of all, Kenny, 
the Hugh Hefner robe that you got on tonight is like not it's not it. I, I just love that that's what he was wearing and this is what they're talking about. He goes full Hugh Hefner and then he says, why we yo, why don't yet? you want to have sex with me? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> oh, wow. So she then goes to reveal and then in a past relationship, her partner could not pleasure her. Did I get that right? Yeah, I've been there. So, you know, shout out to my guy who could not, but, <laughs> you know, we're all just doing our best. <laughs> this just felt like... Man, Kelly, like, that was an old partner. It's a completely different story, right? You are, like, so in love with Kenny. And she has said that. She's she's emotionally open. She's physically attracted to him, intellectually matched. And for some reason, she is, like, holding holding back here. If she would just let her walls down and lean into this great relationship they have, I think she would be impressed. Like, oh, yeah. I'm convinced Kenny would give her the best 45 seconds of his whole life. <laughs> And the funny thing is that you can see that on his face, like, give me a chance. Like, let me, let me try. Let me try. Let me try. Like, if you couldn't, like, I can get you there. Uh, so it was a really... It was interesting to see. I thought they had consummated earlier, didn't you? Well, I know initially, like, the, like the first couple episodes, no, but they, I just assumed... Well, it seemed like they were really connected. They are, they're number one on our power rankings. Well, not anymore. And meanwhile, we've got this going on. Not anymore. So... I don't know. I think, uh, Kelly, yeah, <laughs> you're missing out. Yeah, you are missing out. Like, you are. Yo, I've been here where I've been disappointed with past lovers, and then you find someone you really connect with, and then it just changes everything, right? It like, changes everything. The only thing that changes is your relationship, and that changes everything. Yeah. So we're hoping the best for them. I hope I, they keep us updated there. That's just the try. only content I want from them, the just only try. update. Just try. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so another great uh, Atlanta yeah. spot. I don't know what the spot is, but it looked like a really cool, Little chic neighborhood. neighborhood. Yeah. yeah, that they're eating outside, Lauren and her friend Tiffany. We witness girl talk, um, raw girl talk. Well, as raw as it can be. It's so, this is such a funny thing. They're setting this up as, hey, she's going to reveal to her friend Tiffany that she's engaged. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's just cameras everywhere. Yeah. So, like, how do they coach Tiffany for this? Here's the, the producer like, okay, so you guys are going to, like, talk a little bit about, you know, hey, what's up with your life? And then you're going to be like, oh, I'm engaged. And so they know going in, right? And Tiffany's like, okay, I got to act surprised. How to, like this? Oh, you failed, Tiffany. You failed. Yeah, it was, you know, it's just a, it's just something funny that I always think about, like, the production of it. Like, During we're not, TV, yeah. this is not a surprise. <laughs> Some of it is scripted. We, uh, we realized that. Uh-huh. Uh, Barnett and Amber in the kitchen. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is fun. They're just like, he's just so bought in. That's what I have. That's what my notes say. Like, he is just so bought into this. Um, he said he was stressing the worst because he expected the worst. Yeah, and he talks a lot here about how he's worried about disappointing his family. Oh, yeah. This was so sweet. Which kind of brings you back to the point where she was making earlier, where like, you in a relationship, you want to be taken care of, but you also want to take care of the other person. And she just loves him unconditionally. And she brings up, and this is like really close to home for me because I feel the same way. Where like, just be on my side. Like, that's all I want from my partner. Just support me and be on my side. And then let's figure it out later. And if you're not on my side, we'll like talk through it and I'll understand and we'll like come to an agreement. But just support me. But she's having a hard time with his family, potentially. Mm -hmm. And it seems like when she met them that they weren't that into her, right? Yeah. So I think she's carrying like some weight there. And he is like... Obviously, also caring. He he feels like he just wants them to be proud and accepting of his decisions. 
And to be honest, they never say whether they are or not. Um, and she even poses the question, if you if your family was to get in front of you when I'm not there and say, hey, we don't like her, what would you say? And that was her ask to him. I just want you to back me no just matter back what. back me up and then tell me later. Then tell me later and we can yeah. get through it. Just back me up. Here's the thing about Amber this, come, this whole last two, three episodes. It's just like we're seeing a really real person have like real feelings and be like really genuine and open. And it's, we don't get a lot of this insight on TV, on reality TV. So no, we don't. It's really interesting to see. And like, I, I love it. I like have a soft spot now where I'm like rooting for Amber. Yeah. And even she is in that wedding dress and she just says like, I think if he doesn't. Oh, it would break her. Yeah. If he doesn't go through with it. I think it would break me. And I'm just looking at her like, oh my gosh, I think it would. Yeah. I think it would. But I also think they're so well matched. Yeah. They seem like the best matched couple oh, of the episode. I hope so. I'm really rooting for that. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Should we go through our power rankings? Let's you want to see it. where they fall in the... Yeah, let's do yeah? it. Uh-huh. Okay. Who's our number one? It's like a huge shuffle for me this week. Okay. Tell me about it. We Usually we do this before we record, but we didn't do it. No, let's do it right now. Do it live with the people. Yep. All right, Linda, Bill, Julie... What's up? You guys ready for this? <laughs> I just Lauren said my, and Cameron? My mom and her ex-husband's name in the same sentence. <laughs> They're going to love that. My mom and dad. What's up, mom and dad? <laughs> oh, see, we just want our parents to be proud of us. Nate, I hope they're proud of you right now. They're not anymore. Oh, man. All right, so I think Lauren and, Lauren and Cameron are our favorites still, yeah? Yeah, they're still number one. They passed Kenny and Kelly. Who have not had sex. Yeah. Is Kenny that fair? and Kelly, yeah, they've moved down for us. Yeah. I want to put Amber and Matt as oh, number two. I would agree. Yeah. I, I think we agree. go Lauren and Cameron, Amber and Matt. Barnett. Let's tell the people how they know it. <laughs> not going Matt. Well, I like to call him Matt, but you have to call him Barnett. <laughs> okay. Amber and Barnett. Uh, number three, Kenny and Kelly? Yeah, that feels fair. Yeah. Okay. Then we go Gigi and Damien. Yep. And then uh, Jessica and Mark. Although Jessica and Mark, I could swap them this week. Really? Could you? No. No? Mm-mm. Even after the pod thing, where they like feel like they connected. I, to be honest, I don't think she's gonna go through with it. After seeing her in those the wedding dress, she was like having a we full on panic talk attack. About that? She had a full on panic attack in a wedding dress. This dress feels like forever, and yeah. she's crying because yeah. she doesn't feel like this is forever. I think she could possibly date Mark or string him along for a long time, um, in this way. But she's not gonna. She's not gonna be able to walk down that. Tell aisle. me, what's your favorite dress tonight? Oh, I know. I've been thinking a lot about that. I I think I'll go with Gigi. I'm so biased. I love everything on her. I just think it was like a stunning, beautiful dress. She did look good in the dress. To be honest, my least favorite was Lauren's. Like, oh, word? Of course, she can look good in anything. She looked great. She looked great. The dress just wasn't my favorite. Okay. Um, it felt like a little too generic for her style. I'm going to just come out and say I thought Amber looked the best in her two dresses. In her two dresses. Yeah. I would have said Amber's first dress. And I know she didn't choose that one. That first dress on her was she like so good. eye-popping. Yeah. Yeah. How funny. I was like so ice cold on both those girls. And I'm like way into Amber and Gigi all of a sudden. Mm, I'm so glad to hear that. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> They're so good. I'm just trying to make you jealous about the cam thing. Is it working? Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, it's not at all. I want you. I want you rooting for them. I am. I, I am. love them. Anything else this week? I don't think so. I, I keep th- saying week this episode. I don't think so. No? Uh-uh. All right. Well, let's just like remind the people, hey, give us five stars. We're, hey, this shit is blowing up. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Give us five stars. 
tweet us, DM us, give us a review. Like we want to engage with you. We love you. Yeah. Message us. Like I'm really like, tell me what you think. I want to, we want to hear your take. We'll bring it in. Because we bring it in. We'll this bring is it like in. all coming from the outside. Yeah. Hey, Kelsey, thanks for the takes. Yes. Kelsey, Mary, Liz. Yeah, yeah exactly. Appreciate yeah. it, girls. Thank you. All right. Um, like, subscribe, refer us to your friends. And we'll see you in like 30 minutes. We're going to watch the next episode right now. Yes, we are. You ready? And sponsored by Hatch Credit. Oh, thank you, HatchCredit.com. If you have credit repair problems, if you're trying to get a loan, house, car, job, apartment, whatever it is, HatchCredit.com, they can help you out. Make sure you go there, sign up for their, they haven't even launched yet. It's like pre-sign up stuff right now. Yeah, join the wait list. Join the wait list. That's exciting. Love you. Oh, God. we're. I can't believe what's happening here. Bye. See ya. <laughs> I do, I do